What's happening, everybody? On today's show, our exclusive interview with Auburn quarterback T.J. Finley. We'll talk about how the spring went with new head coach Hugh Freeze and whether he plans to stay at Auburn or enter the transfer portal. Also, we'll get you caught up to date on the transfer portal. Stuff going on in football and basketball. Locked on SEC starts now. You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Uh, thanks for making us your first listen every day. Of course, uh, Locked On SEC covering your team every day. And shout out to our everydayers who subscribe and check us out every single day. Uh, appreciate you guys. Let's jump into it. Plenty to discuss before we get to TJ Finley. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. And we start with the transfer portal latest, and we got to go over to the Georgia Bulldogs as Ryan Davis, the latest Georgia player to hit the transfer portal, according to reports. Uh, multiple reports say Ryan Davis, Bear Alexander, and Sean Washington have all entered their names into the portal at Georgia. Uh, Davis has been with the Dogs since 2019, played in 23 games, dealt with tons of injuries throughout his career, played in nine games over his first three years this past year, playing 14 games, recorded 15 tackles. So, uh, look, Georgia's been recruiting at a high level. There's a lot of good players fighting for playing time there, and uh, you know, presumably some of these guys maybe not uh, guaranteed a starting spot or rotational spot and maybe looking for greener pastures elsewhere. Meanwhile, over at Alabama, Nick Saban losing a tight end to the transfer portal. Elijah Brown, who was part of that 2022 recruiting class, out of the state of Ohio, was rated four stars, the number 13 tight end in the country in 2022. It offers from tons of schools like LSU, Kentucky, Auburn, but picked Alabama. Did not record any playing time with the Tide. Took a red shirt his freshman year, and uh, he will be hitting the transfer portal. Meanwhile, over at Missouri, defensive lineman Ian Matthews is back into the portal. He spent a year with Mizzou. After beginning his career at Auburn, now he'll be looking for his third program in three years. Was a three-star recruit back in 2021. Was rated the number 81 defensive lineman in the country that year. Also at Mizzou, Marcus Scott uh, was part of the 2022 class. He is hitting the portal. He took to social media, thanked Eli Drinkwitz for running a first-rate operation, as he said, but said he wants to explore his options elsewhere. 5'11", 180 pounds, was a four-star recruit out of high school, the number 40 cornerback in the class of 2022. In some current recruiting news, uh, Georgia on Monday, big five-star tight end and in-state prospect Landon Thomas decommitted from the Georgia Bulldogs and instead committed to Mike Norvell's Florida State program, for the uh, class of 2024, 24-7 sports has him at 6'4", 235 pounds, the top tight end in the country, 24th overall player nationally. And look, George is going to be just fine. Uh, they get almost every big-time recruit that they want, so losing this one while it stings. Look, they just brought in a pair of four-star tight ends in this class in Pierce Sperlin and Lawson Lucky. They both look really good, five-star prospect. Uh, Elias Williams, he is committed in the class of 2025 at tight end. So 
a little bit of a log jam there. And oh, by the way, that Brock Bowers guy still has another season to play. Over at Tennessee, Josh Heupel picking up his ninth commitment of the 2024 class. Three-star safety Idris Farouk, the number 47 safety in the country, number number 17 player out of the state of Maryland. Uh, pretty good class building up for Josh Heupel and crew. They picked up a commitment from five-star edge Jonathan Eccles back in uh, mid-2022 and currently ranked the number 10 overall class in the country with four top top 150 prospects so they are doing just fine over at uh or back at alabama bryce young made a notable decision about his prep for the nfl draft this week he canceled his remaining pre-draft visits according to the nfl network and a lot of momentum building that he will be the number one pick in this draft to the carolina panthers and uh rumors abound about that's why he is shutting down his Visits so man, big big news there. First Heisman Trophy winning quarterback in the history of Alabama could be the number one pick of the NFL draft. So we will see next week in basketball transfer portal news. L. Ellis, a guard transfer from Louisville, has committed to play at Arkansas. He averaged close to 18 points and four and a half assists last season. Arkansas has been busy in that portal, man. They now have landed five transfers, including. Keon Menafield, Tremon Mark, Khalif Battle, and Jeremiah Davenport. They are also bringing in two top 30 recruits. Uh, L. Ellis, by the way, earned all ACC honorable mention honors last year. So Eric Musselman putting in some work in that portal over at Arkansas. Uh, other guys around the conference, Miles Stute is uh, committed to South Carolina. He spent the last three seasons at Vanderbilt, including two as a starter. Started 56 games with the Commodores the last two years. So, uh, Miles Stute heading to South Carolina. Deshaun Ruffin over at Ole Miss announced he'll be entering the transfer portal, so he will not stick it out and play with Chris Beard. He stepped away from the Rebels program in early February to focus on mental and physical health following multiple injuries. Uh, R.J. Melendez, a transfer from Illinois, he is transferring to Georgia. He's a former top 100 recruit, was a four-star small forward back in 2021. Florida Gators forward Alex Fudge declared for the NBA draft. The sophomore announced this decision on social media. Will give up his remaining college eligibility and head to the draft. Uh, the NBA draft combine scheduled to take place May 15th through 21st. Uh, ESPN's Jonathan Giovoni, he's currently not even in his latest mock draft, first or second round. So, uh, wonder on that decision. Uh, Florida basketball did add a commitment from former Seton Hall center Tyrese Samuel following an official visit this past weekend. He has one season of eligibility remaining and chose the Gators over Wake Forest. So just uh, some updates there on SEC basketball transfers heading into next year. Thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Uh, Coming up next, our conversation with Auburn quarterback TJ Finley on what the spring was like for him and what uh, his future holds. We'll get to that in just a second. But first, want to remind you guys, this episode is presented to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back, and there's no better way to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now new customers could step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. Don't miss your chance. Go get that no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Again, website very easy, fanduel.com slash locked on. Go there, sign up, 
and FanDuel, they are the official partner of Major League Baseball. Roll along here, Locked On SEC, and we'll be going around the conference this week. We've been recapping a lot of what happened in different spring games. Of course, we've had different uh, guys from the SEC join us throughout the fall and the spring, and a guy making, uh, I think, his second or third visit with us here on uh, Locked On SEC. He is Auburn quarterback T.J. Finley jumping in with us now. T.J., welcome in, man. How are you? I'm doing good, Chris. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, I, let, let's just start here. Another spring come and gone. We saw uh, Auburn spring game uh, just about two weeks ago. And um, look, not the best playing conditions. It was cold. It was rainy, all that. So hard to get a, a good work in as a quarterback. But just overall, how was your uh, spring of, of 2023? It was very good, very productive as a unit, uh, especially offensively. We learned uh, an entire new offense in, in less than a month and a half. Um, and we we still have a lot of work to do. I think we made a lot of good steps forward um, in the right direction. Um, and and spring is always important just to see what type of team you'll have going into summer and going into fall camp. Now that uh, we have the building blocks of our offense, we're ready to really open up some things and see what some guys can do um, and, and open space. And, and I, offensively, I think we look good. Now let's take it back with you because, you know, we go back to you come out of Ponchatoula, you go to LSU, you play some games, start some games as a true freshman there at LSU. You go to Auburn, you have Brian Harson, you have, uh, you know, Eric Keesaw takes over as OC. Now you have Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery. So I'm, I'm trying to count. This is either your fourth or fifth different uh, OC you've had in your in your football career. But uh, how different is this playbook? And is there a little something you could take away from all these different OCs you've had throughout the years? Yeah, each and every uh, each and every OC, you know, has taught and, and brought different things to the table. Whether it's play action, whether it, whether it's the RPO game, whether it's the run game, uh, whether it's just coverage and putting your eyes in the right spot, things like that um, are things that I've continued to grow and, and pick up on throughout my my tenure. Uh, hit, you know, here whether it was at LSU or, or here at Auburn, um, each offensive coordinator is different in their own you know, own ways and they're, they're each unique. Um, but, you know, I'm looking forward to the challenges that, that come with, um, you know, having a different OC each and every year, you know, you, you never know what can happen at the next level as well. You might have a different head coach, you know, you get traded to all these different teams and, and all that. So um, it's just the battle of life and the battle of college football. And I think I'm handling it pretty well. Now, not asking you to compare and contrast, but just this system in itself. We've, we've heard Hugh Freeze has run some, you know, maybe not super complicated, but a little bit more intricate uh, playbooks. Him mixed with Philip Montgomery. How how hard has it been to learn this playbook? Because I know Hugh even said early in spring, yeah, it's taking the quarterbacks a little adjustment to get used to all the new playbook, new terminology and all that. How, how tough was it for you to kind of uh, adjust and adapt to this new playbook? Yeah, um, once I got the hang of it, and like I said, once the whole offense as a as a as a whole got the building blocks of this offense and what we wanted to accomplish, whether it was on the ground or through the air, I think it was easier the further we got along through spring to adjust and to adapt um, to what we wanted to to you know see out of the offense. Um, but what guys got to understand is we we went through uh, well most of the guys that that's in the offense now we went through a whole two year system with Coach Brian Harson. 
um, where there, where it was more downhill physical run game, play action under center, things like that, um, that were implemented during those two years. So, uh, with, with Coach Freeze coming in in the spring and, and changing everything and, you know, we're, we're more fast tempo, uh, up pace type of team now. Um, last year, the, or the past two years, we huddled and, and things like that. It's just, guys got, guys need time to get, uh, um, accustomed to the new ways that we're trying to be. And I think that's why it was so important that, that in the spring we got those building blocks established to where we can go and, and uh, build up on those things in the summer and, and going into fall camp. Take, take me back through last season. I know the, the year kind of starts, um, you know, it was still kind of a, an open competition, I guess. It was, it was you and there, there was Robbie and you were both playing early on and then kind of Robbie – you know, grab the bull by the reins. But what was last season like for you with going through the ups and downs? Brian Harson gets fired. Cadillac takes over. I mean, had to be just an emotional season, not just for you, but but for the entire team. Yeah, um, it, it was it was a very emotional team. Like just from the from the top down, um, you know, even from the competition standpoint, they they brought in Zach Calzada, they brought in Robbie Ashford, um, and, and so in my head that. To me, that's a slap in the face, um, you know, that you don't believe in what you already have, um, that you bring in two guys that um, are close to the same ages as, as the guy you have uh, that finished the season the, the, the following year. Um, so my, my mind immediately goes into let's work mode, and, and I think that's what I did, um, and I proved to everybody that I deserve to be the starter. Yet, um, you know, we never got, you know, neither one, neither me or Robbie never – never really got the, the, the go-ahead to be like, okay, you're the starter. Even though I was named the starter, as you can see, the first three games, um, it, it was kind of a 50-50 thing. He, he was running the ball, I was throwing the ball. So teams got to, you know, luckily we played teams like Mercer and we, we, we skinned the teeth away with uh, San Jose State. But, you know, as you can see, once we got closer to Penn State and, and those teams, they kind of figured it out that when I was out the game, we were most likely running the ball. When I was in the game, we were throwing the ball. So, it was just a, a up and down year. We really didn't know which direction we wanted to go in, and then unfortunately, week three I got hurt, um, which which gave the reins over to Robbie, and he you know finished the season because I wanted to redshirt. But um, a lot of ups and downs, and, and a lot of learning lessons, and and things like that in that um, in that season, which um, I think everybody has learned from and grown from, especially even the guys that went on to declare for the draft. I think they uh, took a lot away from that year, and uh, you know. Can use that going forward. Take me back through the backstretch of the season, though. Um, Harson is fired, and, and Cadillac takes over. And man, did you guys respond? I mean, just you just saw a more invigorated team. Y'all got back to the ground and pound. It looked like Tank Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter were, were more productive in the run game. What, what happened? I mean, was that kind of a rally around the circumstance where everybody just said, "Look, we got to go out there. We got to play our best here." Yeah, I, I think you can you can visually see that that's Auburn football. That that's when Auburn is at its best when it when when they rally around the head coach, um, and when everybody is together. Auburn, you're not just playing the eleven on the field. You're playing the whole city of Auburn and every Auburn fan there is in the world um, when you come to to um, to our stadium. But you know, like I said, that that's who Auburn is. That's the type of football Auburn plays. Um, is very passionate and hard nosed football and. And I think you see that once, you know, when the fans are, are into the games and, and Coach Cadillac did a great job of his media and his pre, his 
his presence, um, you know, everywhere he went, um, it was all about the players and all about Auburn football. So um, I think that's important. And, and when you have the city of Auburn and every Auburn fan, you know, behind you and, and ready to fight for you, like I said, you're not just playing the 11 on the field. You're, you're battling everybody as an opposing team. Continue our conversation with T.J. Finley, Auburn quarterback. All right, T.J., so you've gone through the spring. This is going to be your fourth year of college football. Um, take me where you're at now because you, you have a new coach that's come in, and obviously Hugh Freeze you know, and Philip Montgomery. It's, it's a new staff in town. We still got Robbie Ashford. Holden Garner is, is in. And, you know, there was some talk maybe they might look to the transfer portal. Nobody came in in the spring. Where are you right now? Are you in a spot where you're at Auburn and, and you're set to stay? Are you going to explore? Because we know the transfer portal op- you know, is open again. Where are you kind of mentally with your game? And is, is this a spot where you look at it and say, look, I'm, I'm at Auburn. I'm staying here. I'm going to battle for this job. Yeah, um, it's a lot of things, you know, up in the air right now, uh, especially with me graduating in June. I'll be able to, you know, if I, if I wanted to, I'll be able to graduate um, and transfer as a grad transfer. Um, but you know, my heart is in Auburn. I want to be in Auburn. Um, and, and like I told coach freeze, we had our exit meetings. I think we had exit meetings with, uh, the coaches had exit meetings with each and every player just to see, um, you know, what they, what were they thinking? And I think that's important as a team. And as a coach, you, you want to know what players are thinking and what are they going to do? Um, you don't like players just jumping up and, and entering the portal without saying anything and things of that nature. So it's always good. And I think our coaches have done a great job of, communicating with players and actually, you know, talking to them and actually um, getting some players to stay, whether you know, when they wanted to leave. So um, I think that's important. And, and right now, you know, every, like I said, everything's up in the air. Um, I don't know what we're, you know, what he wants to do specifically. Um, as far as competing, you know, I, I, I know who I, you know, how good I am and I know who I am as a person. Competition is not the problem to me. I, I If I lose in a competition, it, it's, strictly because I didn't give him my all or, or that's just not the right fit for me. Um, you know, so I, I have no problem with competing um, because I, I believe competing brings the best out of each and everybody. So, you know, I, if I were to leave, it wouldn't be because they were looking in the portal or anything. It would just be simply, I feel like another school has a, a better situation for me and my family. So, um, you know, like I say, I'm here right now. Um, you know, and, and throughout conversations with Coach Montgomery and, and, and Coach Freeze, uh, within the next couple of weeks, you know, I'll, I'll see where I'm at in the next couple of weeks. But for right now, I'm here working out with the team, uh, doing everything I can to to better and, and be a leader in the locker room and on the field as well. So um, we'll see where that goes. Yeah, the transfer portal is, I mean, it's it's benefited teams and coaching staffs, and it's benefited players themselves. And, you know, look, it, it's ultimately gives you some freedom to say, you know, hey, if, I, if I'm not going to start here, I can start somewhere else and all that kind of stuff. But uh, let's talk a little bit about what you guys do have at Auburn, because I think we did see some pieces in that spring game. First off in the backfield, man, you guys look pretty damn strong. We saw how good Jarquez Hunter could be down the stretch of last season. You say goodbye to uh, to Tank Bigsby, but man, you guys got some dogs on there. So Brian Batie comes in, Damari Alston. I mean, looks like y'all got some pretty good pieces in that backfield. Talk about what you've seen from the run game. Yeah, those guys are amazing. And it all reflects the work they put in in the weight room, especially with Coach Dom. Uh, he pushes us to the max. Uh, we have 6 a.m. runs and the running backs are always in the front of every drill and things like that. They're, they're all just a competitive group, and they all push each other to get better. Um, B. Batty coming in from USF, 
um, he, he's a veteran guy, so he knows what it takes to, to get a team um, and, and to win and things like that. He, he's been a great addition to that room, especially for maturity. Um, Jaquez Hunter, um, you, we all know who he is. We all know what he can do. Uh, another guy that's coming along very, very well, Demario Austin. Um, he, he's a guy that he doesn't act his age, uh, you know, and uh, he he's one of my closest friends and, and simply because he's so mature um, in the way he go about everything that he does, you know, whether it's football, whether it's class, whether it's handling his business outside of, uh, of football and things like that. He's such a mature guy. Um, and he's coming along very, very well. And then uh, I think we have a freshman coming in. I'm not sure of his name, but uh, a very um, high recruit coming in uh, this summer. So that room that room is going to be special for, for years to come, um, and I can't wait to see what, what, what they do uh, this season. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun to see what the, what they do running back. But I wanted to transition to receiver real quick because looks like you guys got a pretty good group there with Nick Mardner coming in. First off, I mean it's got to be weird to have a wide receiver who's almost as tall as you now on the roster. But uh, you know, I think Coy Moore obviously showed some signs last year. Javarius Johnson. Uh, it sucks that the playing conditions were what they were in the spring game because man, I really thought that would have been a great chance to showcase your talents and the receivers and all that, but talk about how you, you've kind of clicked with these receivers throughout the spring. Yeah, those guys uh, have especially come along well um, with the new receiver coach we got. Um, he actually played here a couple of years ago, which always helps um, Auburn alumni coming back to coach. That, that's always a benefit to the coaching staff that that's here. Um, those guys are, are, are amazing. You know, like I said, everybody works hard in the weight room. Everybody works hard um, outside of football practice and, and the extra reps and the extra drills that we do outside of practice really showed uh, in spring ball. And so um, those guys, you know, they, they're clicking as a group. Uh, it it kind of hurt to see Camden go down with the ankle injury and not really be able to go full spring. Um, but I, he's another addition to that, to that group that's going to be great next year. Um, you know, Jay Fair has come along well. As you said, Javarius Johnson, he should have a big year this year. Um, and, and, you know, we expect big things out of Nick, and I think he knows that, um, and, and he's also coming along well. So um, it sucks to see um, – we call him Chick, but Tavares Dawson, it, it sucks to see him enter the portal. Um, I wish the best for him, and, and he brought a lot to the table. So whoever gets him, uh, they're getting a special player um, if he can keep his head on straight. So um, that room has clicked very well, uh, and we're going to need them uh, this season especially. I felt frustrated for you watching that spring game because I think what the first or second pass you threw, you hit a guy in the hands and it was just man the rain and the cold and all that it was just miserable out there. So, um, right. you know, it just had to be frustrating. I, there were some younger guys though that caught our eyes from the the early enrollees to the the transfers, the guys who come in. Um, talk about what you've seen, particularly on the defense, some of those new guys because man, Keldrick Falk looks like. That guy's going to be a, a, a starter in the SEC here real soon. But what did you see from some of the new transfers and, and uh, early enrollees? Yeah, um, let, let's go to the offensive line first. We got, you know, the transfer from Western Kentucky. Uh, his, his name is, is slipping my mind right now because I'm thinking of so many guys. Um, talking uh, uh, Gunner Britton. Yes, Gunner. Gunner is amazing. Um, he, 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 he brings the veteran leadership to that group. Um, you know, our center is amazing. Our left tackle that we got from Tulsa, they're, they're all clicking and coming along well. Then on the defensive side of the ball, as you said, Keldrick Falk, um, he looks good and, and he's making plays every practice. 
Um, Austin Keys from Ole Miss, um, he's making plays in practice. Wesley Steiner has has stepped it up a lot. I know he's been here for for two or three years now, but he stepped up. Um, and then secondary wise, you know, we still have the same secondary from last year. Um, all those guys decided to stay and play one more year, and that that's probably one of the reasons why, as an offense, we didn't look as good as we wanted to, is because we're going against one of the best secondaries in in the in the country, in my opinion. So, um, you know, those guys are, those guys are always competing and doing well, and it, and it's all love, whether it's you know whether the defense has a good day or the offense has a good day. Um, you know, we always compete and show love to each other after practice. So it's always good to get better against those guys, and, and those guys are um, doing well, and hopefully we can keep it going. As I look at to the schedule for, for next year, it's it's an interesting one. I mean, you guys, you, you get the Iron Bowl, you get Bama back at home, you get Georgia at home, so two of your toughest, toughest opponents have to come to Auburn, but, uh, you know, some fun road trips as well. Week two, you guys go to Cal, uh, you go to A&M, you get to go back home to LSU, at Vandy, at Arkansas. What do you make of just kind of looking at the schedule and how it shapes up? Yeah, it's a very good schedule, I think. Uh, it gives us a, a good balance to test us early to see if we can win on the road, especially when we go to Cal. Um, you know, there'll be different conditions or different time zone and, and things like that, so That'll be that'll be a fun trip. I think we're we're planning to leave at least two days early just to get accustomed to the weather and how time works and things like that. Um, and then, as you said, we got a, a couple of big games at home this year: Alabama, Georgia. Um, we get to go to Texas A&M, which is always fun. Their stadium is always loud and rocking. We already know what Death Valley brings uh, at LSU, so um, it'll be it'll be a good test for this for us this year to see where we are uh, mentally early. Um, and hopefully we're in a good spot. And I think Coach Freeze and Coach Montgomery will, will do a great job with the offense getting us ready to play. Um, and Coach Ryan Roberts will do a, a great job with the defense getting us ready, getting them ready to play. So uh, it, it should be fun. Well, I love that you got a couple of uh, – I went to Archbishop Rummel, so you got Donovan Kaufman and Coy Moore there on your team now. So you got a couple of Rummel Absolutely. guys in there holding it down for South Louisiana. I saw – so my aunt lives in Ponchatoula, where you're from. Uh, the, the Strawberry Fest was this past weekend, right? Did you did you get over there at all? Yes, I'm I'm actually in Louisiana now. Uh, <laughs> I took my fiancé to the Strawberry Festival yesterday. We we split a, um, a funnel cake, and then as, as soon as we got done eating it, we ran. <laughs> a mile and a half just to run it off so <laughs> it's always fun to come home man uh, you know so so many people uh show support um and, and so many people know my face it's just always good to come home and getting getting that welcoming um feeling from people you love so um you know it, it's always fun to be here and, and the strawberry festival is just a cherry on top man it's just a lot of people out a lot of people fellowshipping and, and things of that nature so um, tell you all, I said, hey, and I, I pray to enjoy the, uh, <laughs> the strawberry festival. Yeah, that fair food is no joke, man. You, uh, you If you're going to pack on the calories, you got to work them off uh, afterward. That's not a bad idea there. Uh, he is TJ Finley, Auburn quarterback. TJ, uh, really appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for joining us. For a guy who I saw you play, you know, your high school ball, Ponchatoula, and, and follow you at LSU, and now follow you at Auburn. Look, every everybody's got their own path and their own journey, ups and downs. And, man, I know, uh, I know something special is coming for you down the pikes. So uh, best of luck to you this season, whatever your plans are, and uh, we'll catch up with you again real soon, all right? 
Sounds good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good one. All right. Thanks, TJ. That's uh, TJ Finley there, Auburn quarterback, and uh, appreciate him taking some time with us this week. And uh, as you heard him, you know, uh, decision may come. Transfer portal affords you that opportunity. He's going to be graduating this summer. So if he sees there's a better spot elsewhere, if he's going to stick it out and battle with Robbie Ashford and he has, thinks he has a chance to beat him out, whatever, wish him the best of luck. And, uh, again, a guy who's really tried his – his put in his heart and soul and uh, at Auburn and – uh, I don't. If you're an Auburn fan, I think you got to root for a guy like that who's stuck it out this whole way and uh, gone through some trials and tribulations and still uh, there battling. So uh, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers who are subscribing and catching the podcast every day, wherever you find your podcasts, covering your team every day in the SEC. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked on SEC.